You're listening to She Grabs the Mic, and I'm your host, Cole Baker-Bagwell. Every week we'll explore what it means to be happy, present, and whole. You'll hear from courageous women who are kicking ass in their lives and leave with actionable tips that you can apply to reset from toxicity, tune into your gold, and live powerfully from the bedroom to the boardroom. Right now, it's time to grab your headphones, kick back and relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hello, amazing ones. Welcome to another episode of She Grabs the Mic. I am so damn glad that you're here. How's today going for you? What's lighting you up? What's bringing you joy? What's making you feel alive right now? For me, it's reading. I absolutely love the way that I feel when I read, when I have a book in my hands, when I'm flipping those pages, dog earing them, it is just the best. It's this super huge treat for my mind, and it's like a big hug for my soul. Total luxury, total me time. And I recently read a really great article in Self called How to Feel a Little Better Every Day. Rachel Wilkerson Miller, who's the editor of Self, aggregated a host of her fellow journalists who all write about being well. And in this article, they each share insights, strategies, and tips for feeling a little bit better every single day. And I absolutely loved it. I will put the link to the article in the show notes. So if you're curious, you can check it out. As I read every juicy tip that they shared, I recognized a common denominator, and it was self-love. Now, I talked about the power of self-love in episode 14 of She Grabs the Mic, but this week, we're going to dig even deeper and explore self-love and its arch enemy, self-sabotage. Two opposing forces that shape our mindset, thoughts, choices, behavior, health, and our overall quality of life. And here's what you're going to walk away with. You're going to walk away with three micro coaching mindfulness practices that will help you turn your dial away from self-sabotage and toward self-love so that you can begin living your very best life. So let's start with a handful of questions. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, one being the lowest, 10 being the highest, how much do you love your whole self? What feelings and thoughts bubbled up for you when I ask that question? When was the last time your inner she-beast voice said something like, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough talent. I'm unlovable. When did that voice hold you back from speaking up for what you really needed, deserved, or wanted? When did it deprive you of opportunities for happiness, love, or good health? Now I get it. These questions can be really tough to answer. And here's the reason we develop patterns of thinking and behavior from childhood, past relationships, prior experiences that become so ingrained in our mind that they become our norms. But science tells us that we are dynamic and that we have the ability to change and grow at any stage, any age of life, if we choose it. And that is freaking awesome. That is so empowering. It's just a simple matter of choice. Here's what I've learned as I reflect on my past self and countless conversations I've had with women that I coach. Self-sabotage 
is a far more pervasive tendency than self-love. And it negatively impacts the way we feel about ourselves, the way we think, the way we experience the people and events in our lives. In a recent article for Very Well Mind, Barbara Field, who's a mental health and women's empowerment expert, says this, there are many reasons for self-sabotage, including low self-esteem and low self-image. So it seems to me amazing ones, if we start right there, and if we truly learn to love and value our whole selves, self-esteem and self-image increase, which means our tendency to self-sabotage from low self-esteem and low self-image begins to decrease. Simple math. Here's what I want you to know. Self-love is an internal mental reset. It influences so many aspects of our lives. It influences the relationship we have with ourselves, our inner voice, that self-talk, the beliefs that we hold dear. It influences who we see and what we see when we look in the mirror. The relationships that we choose with other people, both personally and professionally, the way that we see them and interact with them. It influences our tendency to show up authentically as we are or our tendency to show up and please. Self-love influences our sex life, how we feel about our bodies, how we view sex, what we believe we deserve, what we tolerate, what we accept. It influences the choices we make about our nutrition, our sleep, our exercise, our downtime, what we say yes to, what we say no to, how confident we are when we make a decision and how mindful we are about the reason we're making it. It influences what we choose to do for work, whether we raise our hand for a promotion or put ourselves forward for a special project. It determines our work-life balance. It determines our overall feeling of peace and contentment with ourselves, how we prioritize and invest in our mental and physical health and our growth, how successful we are at achieving the goals and dreams we have for ourselves. Self-love and self-sabotage are going to determine the outcomes. Now, before we move on, I want to make sure that you and I are on the same page about what self-love is and what it is not. Self-love is not conceit, which is defined as excessive pride for oneself. Self-love is not narcissism, which is defined as selfishness, entitlement, or excessive interest in oneself. Self-love is unconditional love for you from having a mindful awareness of your strengths and your weaknesses. It is loving and accepting all parts of yourself, the dark and the light equally and with compassion. It is recognizing what you want and need to be well and to be happy. Let me ask you this. How would this type of unconditional love, awareness, and acceptance change the way you feel about yourself? How would it change your internal voice? How would it change the way you think, the way you choose, and the way you care for yourself in body, mind, and soul? From my experience, both personal and professional as a coach, I know when self-love is high, our mindset, our health, our quality of life, and our outcomes improve. And the reason they do is because we know our worth, which increases our tendency to speak up for what we need, for what we want, and for what we deserve. It changes our inner self-talk. It flips it from negative to positive, improving the way that we think, the way that we feel. 
and it influences the choices that we make because they originate from a place of honoring and loving who we truly are instead of showing up and choosing to please. When it comes to discovering our best, creating our best and living our best lives, I have learned firsthand that self-love is absolutely foundational. Now, if you've heard my podcast episodes before, if you have read my blog, you will know that I have shared I never learned the words self-love as I was growing up. I was celebrated often to a ridiculous level for my accomplishments. I was rewarded for pleasing and getting along for being good, for being compliant. When I failed, I was told it was because I wasn't good enough, that I didn't try hard enough, that I didn't work hard enough. And when I challenged beliefs, spoke up for what I needed or wanted, I was told to stop being so damn difficult. When I responded to sarcasm, I was told I was too sensitive. I was taught to celebrate the parts of myself that pleased and achieved and to reject the parts of myself that didn't. I rejected everything that I learned to believe was imperfect about me. And as a result, amazing ones, I spent years in mindless self-sabotaging patterns, and those led to toxic relationships and shitty jobs one after another that furthered my self-limiting beliefs that had me questioning my self-worth. I forgot who I was. My mindset influenced so many choices that I made and did not make in my own life. You see, it was easy for me to celebrate the pleasing qualities about myself. That's what I had learned. Those were the ones that were externally rewarded. And it was nearly impossible for me to fully accept and love all parts of myself that weren't. And this was my pattern. And it persisted until I developed the language, the tools, the knowledge, and the practices that helped me change my thinking, that helped me love and accept all parts of who I am equally and fully. Just about every single woman I know and coach has had a similar experience. If you are nodding your head, if you can relate right now, I see you, I feel you, I have been there. Here's what I want you to know. Mindfulness is a fundamental change agent when it comes to self-love and self-sabotage. It gives us the tools and practices we need to recognize the cycles that we're in and then lean in to self-love and turn that dial. Dr. Brad Brenner with the therapy group of New York City says this self-sabotage is generally caused by things like, quote, lack of self-worth, unconscious fears, thoughts and emotions, imposter syndrome, and fear of rejection. Here's what I know. When we begin to bring awareness to our patterns, thoughts, and beliefs with the tool and practice of mindfulness, we can begin to understand where we are engaging in self-sabotage and where we have opportunities to increase our self-love. And flipping that mental switch is totally possible. Neuroscience has proven that we can. We can change our minds. We can challenge our beliefs and thoughts. We can transform negative habits and patterns into ones that support us, that help us grow, and that help us live our very best lives. The tool and practice of mindfulness helps us recognize when we are meeting ourselves with judgment instead of compassion, when we are doubting ourselves, when we are criticizing ourselves, when we are procrastinating in pursuit of perfection and out of fear of failure. 
When we are living with fear that is rooted in negative beliefs that came from someone else or from our past, when we are unconsciously standing between our greatness, our potential, and our goals, mindfulness is an act of self-love and both mindfulness and self-love give us a sturdy foundation for being mentally and physically well and living our very best lives. I've thrown a lot at you, so I'm going to break it down and invite you to think about it this way. If you decided you wanted to build a house, you'd choose a piece of land, you'd architect a plan. And then before you did anything else, you would have to build a sturdy foundation to support every single thing that you plan to build on top and to fill those rooms with. You have to do that before you can decorate the rooms of your house or invite people to come in. Without a sturdy foundation, that house would collapse. You would be exposed to external elements. You would likely continually find yourself picking up pieces and constantly rebuilding. And you may even find yourself searching for a totally different house because the one that you're in is not sound. It doesn't keep you safe. It doesn't serve you well. But by building a sturdy foundation, your house would be a sanctuary, one that would keep you safe and well, one that would bring you joy, one where you could create amazing memories, one that would protect you from external elements and offer an inviting place for you to be and to invite other people to be with you. Mindfulness and self-love give us the foundation we need to build a strong internal mental and physical house that positively supports the other parts of our lives. So I'm going to wrap this episode up by telling you a little story to illustrate everything that I've shared. Okay. One of my clients was suffering. She joined a company as a young woman with all this passion and optimism and fresh ideas and energy. 20 years later, she found herself mentally and physically depleted. Her toxic job, as it turns out, was ruining her life. And the reason it was is because she stopped loving herself enough to show up for herself. Throughout our conversations, she shared with me that she agreed to please other people, to impress them. She failed to speak up for what she needed, wanted, or deserved. Stress and unhappiness began to affect her mental health. Her marriage started crumbling. She stopped taking showers during the day and she rarely exercised. She filled her mouth with junk food. She became an insomniac because her nervous system was overwrought. Her physical health totally tanked. And as all of this was happening, she took on more work, more bills, more burden to feel worthy to feel valuable, to feel as though she mattered, to feel needed, to feel liked, and to please. Throughout our conversations, she realized that her self-love tendencies were nearly non-existent and that her self-sabotage tendencies were super high. She realized her life was falling apart and she desperately wanted something different for herself, but she didn't know where to start. So as a starting point, I offered her three mindful practices that have helped me in the past and other women that I've coached. And I gave these to her to help her get on the self-love road and off the road of self-sabotage. 
These choices helped her flip her mental switch from self-sabotage to self-love. She began changing her thinking, her patterns. She looked in the mirror and she was loving the woman that she saw. She started exercising again. She started taking care of herself. She started saying no to things that did not serve her well. And she started raising her hand and speaking up for what she needed. She started creating the life that she'd always wanted. And these choices can help you too, if you choose to say yes. So it's time to grab your pen and a piece of paper and jot these down if you choose. Number one, take a whole self inventory. Now here's a disclaimer, amazing ones. This one is going to be a toughie because writing a list of everything about yourself that you fear, criticize, judge, hide, or reject is damn hard. Stick with it. And once you get your list, ask yourself these two questions. Number one, how is my relationship with myself influencing my choices? What would change about me and my life if I could love my whole self unconditionally? Number two, get in touch with what you want and deserve. You've got one magical life. That's it. Get in touch with what you want, deserve, and need. Think about your relationships, your career, your happiness, your goals, and your dreams. And then ask yourself these two questions. What do I deserve to feel and experience? What do I want most for myself and why? Number three, get mindful. When you notice negative self-talk or self-limiting beliefs, hit that mental pause button. Take 10 to 12 easy breaths in and out and ask yourself these two questions. Where did I learn this? And what words, thoughts, and beliefs can I offer myself right now that are more loving? Moving from self-sabotage to self-love is not going to happen overnight. If that is your expectation, I will tell you to let it go right now. This type of shift requires small moments of mindfulness, one after another. It takes time. It takes consistent practice. But here's the deal. The more you practice, the easier it will become to cultivate a mindset that helps you discover your best self and create your best life. So if you're listening right now and you're like, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready to start exploring this. I want to find out what is possible for me. And you, like the other woman I mentioned, don't quite know where to start. I'd love to meet you. Head to my website link in the show notes, fill out the contact form on my contact page, and we'll schedule your free hour to talk about what's possible for you. I want to leave you with this. Self-sabotage and self-love are choices. Choose well and choose you. I'll see you next time. And that's the end of the show today, everybody. I hope it has served you well. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you've liked what you've heard, please drop a review wherever you grab your favorite podcast. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
And please be sure to share this podcast with another woman that you love. If you'd like to learn more about me or my work, check out my website, colebakerbagwell.com. Until next time, remember to be super kind to yourself and do your very best to leave everyone and everything just a little bit better.